what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You are not under Old Testament law to give 10% of your income. However, you are under grace. And grace requires a whole lot more than the law. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Chronicles. The book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 31. 2 Chronicles, chapter 31, move down, if you will, to verse 4. 2 Chronicles 31, verse 4. Moreover, he commanded the people that dwelt in Jerusalem to give the portion of the priests and the Levites that they might be encouraged in the law of the Lord. And as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the firstfruits of corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and of all the increase of the field. And the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. And concerning the children of Israel and Judah that dwelt in the cities of Judah, they also brought in the tithe of oxen and sheep and the tithe of holy things which were consecrated to the Lord their God and laid them by heaps. In the third month they began to lay the foundation of the heaps and finished them in the seventh month. And when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, a whole heap of blessings. Salvation is the greatest thing that can ever happen to an individual. And salvation is free. But it costs God everything. Although salvation is free, the gospel message going out to this lost and dying world, it does cost. And we must ask the question, what does it cost and how is it paid? To answer that question this morning, I want to take you back to the Old Testament some 2,700 years ago. The temple in Israel was the centerpiece, the center point, the heart, if you will, of Israel. The temple is the place where God dwelt in the Holy of Holies upon the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant between the two cherubim. 
And prior to King Hezekiah coming to the throne of Israel, that temple was shut down. And the end result of that was the judgment of God. The judgment of God was about to be poured out upon the southern kingdom of Israel. The northern kingdom had already suffered the judgment of God as the Assyrians came in and took most of them captive and took them away as slaves. And here is Judah fixing to witness, experience the same fate. But when King Hezekiah came to the throne, these were the headlines of the day. And the first thing that he did, the Bible says he opened up the house of God, had the priest to clean it out, had the priest to get all the furnishings set up so that the sacrificial system could start again. Ladies and gentlemen, the only thing that will stop the judgment of God is the sacrifice, i.e. the cross. The only thing that stands between mankind and eternal hell is the cross of Jesus Christ. The second thing that Hezekiah did, sacrifices were offered up to rededicate the temple and the nation back to God. There can be no rededication unless there's a sacrifice. In order for there to be a rededication, we must come back to the cross of Christ. Thirdly, Hezekiah sent out letters to all of Israel, inviting them to come and celebrate the Passover. And during this time of Passover, the people came, and it was obvious that they were ignorant of the Word of God. And King Hezekiah took advantage of this opportunity to have the priests and Levites to teach the people the Word of God. And the people were so moved by the Word that they extended it into another week. Revival breaks loose. And the people go out into the city and they tear down the statues, they tear down the images, the false gods, the high places. And then fourthly, King Hezekiah set the courses for the priests and Levites. He divided them up into shifts, if you will, because the work of the priest was never ending. There was always someone standing at the gate of the court of the temple that had a need. And the greatest need of the people was to have forgiveness of sin. That is our greatest need. Your greatest need today is to be at one with God, to have peace with God, to know that your sins are forgiven. That's the number one thing today, to be right with God. But the people came and they had sinned, and they knew they had sinned, and they wanted to get right with God, but they did not know what to do. And because of Hezekiah setting these courses, there would always be a priest there to direct the people in the way they should go. And when they came, 
and they confessed their sin to the priest. The priest would tell them what sacrifice to bring. Each situation was a little bit different. But regardless of what sacrifice they were told to bring, that sacrifice represented Jesus Christ. And all of those sacrifices were offered upon the brazen altar, which is a type of the cross. There is no forgiveness of sin, ladies and gentlemen, without Jesus Christ, who he is and what he did for us at Calvary. And he paid that price, and it's free to whosoever will. But I want you to get this today. The temple and the grounds required maintenance. It required the presence of the priest and Levites to be there constantly. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There had to be someone there to minister to the needs of the people. And the priests and Levites were the ones that God called and said, you have to be there. What a benefit that was to the people. But wait a minute. It's not right for a person to be called to ministry, to be called to a ministry 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to be there at the temple to perform their duties, their service, and not get paid. It's not right that they meet the needs of other people while their own needs go lacking and their family goes lacking at home. And God took all of that into account. And it was all written in the law of Moses. And King Hezekiah, everything he did was according to the law. Look down in verse 21 of Second Chronicles 31. The Bible says, And in every work that he, speaking of King Hezekiah, began in the service of the house of God and in the law and in the commandments to seek his God, he did it with all his heart and he prospered. Glory to God. Let me tell you the secret to prosperity today. The secret to prosperity is to seek God with all of your heart and to do everything according to the Word of God. Do you hear me? Let me say that again. The secret to prosperity is to seek God. And Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you've got to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. If you want to prosper in everything you put your hand to, you seek God with all of your heart, and you will prosper. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Glory to God. So King Hezekiah 
He sent out the commandment. If you look there in Second Chronicles 31, verse 4. He sent out the commandment. The commandment to give. You see, the priest and the Levites, although they were divided up into shifts, they couldn't hold a public job. Because when it comes time for them to serve in the temple, you can't serve in the temple and be punching a clock over there somewhere. They couldn't do both. They had to be designated for the work of God and that exclusively. So if these men were designated to the temple and to the work of God, how were they supposed to support their families? They couldn't. That is the reason for the portion of the priest and the Levites. Again, 2 Chronicles 31, verse 4. The portion of the priest and the Levites that they might be encouraged in the law of the Lord. In other words, they could perform their duties at the temple and do what God had called them to do, and they didn't have to worry about how their own personal needs were going to be met, and they didn't have to worry about how their family was going to be fed. There was a portion that was given to the priest and the Levites. And the Bible says in verse 5 that the people brought in abundance the first fruits of corn wine oil honey and of all the increase of the field and the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly verse 6 says they also brought the tithe of the oxen and the sheep and the tithe of holy things which were consecrated to the Lord their God and laid them by heaps. The word tithe means 10%. 10% of their increase. 10% of their income. Now, some say that under the New Testament that's been done away with because Jesus fulfilled all the law. And there's some truth to that. But let me remind you that Jesus taught on giving. Okay? Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Jesus said, Take heed that ye do not your alms before men. In other words, you don't put money in the offering plate and make a big to-do about it, everybody knowing what you're doing. You're to do it before God in secret. Let's, let's read on. He said, if you do your alms before men to be seen of them, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. So in this we learn that today, under the New Testament, we do give. To the work of God, number one. Number two, you don't do it out of the wrong motives to be seen of men. The third thing we learn here, if you give and you do it in secret and in the right motive, God will reward you for it. 
verse 2. When you do your alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be glorified of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when you do your alms, let not your left hand know what your right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. And thy father which sees in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Glory to God. What you give to God, the Lord will reward you. And let me tell you this, you cannot outgive God. He'll give, it, he'll give it back to you, pressed down, shaken together. But what are we required to give under the New Testament? I'm going to shock some of you, and I'm going to give you some Scripture to back it up. You are not required by law to give anything to the work of God. Because Jesus fulfilled all that. Look at Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law. You are not under Old Testament law to give 10% of your income. However, you are under grace. And grace requires a whole lot more than the law. What do you mean, Brother James? Grace, the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. See, under the old economy of God, you were required to give 10%. See, in the New Testament... As the Holy Spirit moves upon your heart, you have to be willing to give it all. You give of your time. You give of your resources. You give of your money. You give of your family. You give of your equipment. Are you, are you, is anybody, are y'all with me today? Are you listening to me today? You have to give everything. Because the Bible says you are bought with a price and you are not your own. You belong to God and everything you have belongs to God. Oh, let me tell you something. You don't give nothing to God while he won't give it back to you now. God will bless you. And if you're walking in grace, if you're walking after the Spirit... You will give of your time. You will give of your money. You will give of your resources to the work of God. And Brother James, I ain't never thought about that before. I give, give of my money. I understand that. I need to give a little something, you know. But give of my time, Brother James. You just don't understand. I, I, I'm, I'm busy. I'm just too I'm, I'm just too busy, brother James. I got this going on, that going on, and well, didn't you just too busy? 
there's a certain amount of your time that you need to tithe to God every week. Whether prayer time, Bible reading time, church time, doing good works, witnessing, cleaning the church, cutting grass for the church, or doing something for the work of God, you should tithe your time each week. Tithe of your money. Tithe of your resources. As the Holy Spirit moves and works in your heart, and He directs certain things to you to give, that is what you are responsible for. All right. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 25. I'm running out of time. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. Jesus said, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, bless ye of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry? And fed thee thirsty, and gave thee drink, and saw you a stranger, and took you in, and naked, and clothed thee. Or when did we see you sick, and in prison, and come to thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Go to First John chapter 3. Verse 17. But whosoever hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have a need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? The greatest need of mankind is to have forgiveness of sin. And ladies and gentlemen, it costs money to get the gospel out to this lost and dying world. I thank God for the opportunity that God has given unto us here at Friendship to do what we do as it pertains to the work of God. We met here some weeks ago, the Finance Committee did. And I knew we were paying $20 here and 60 there and so forth for different radio stations. But when you add all of that up over a year's time, we're running somewhere close to $11,000 a year for radio airtime to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out to this lost and dying world. Now, folks, let me tell you this. With a small church of 25 to 30 members, we can't afford that. 
not when you look at your overall income coming into church has expenses. We have to keep the lights on, water bill paid, and insurance, and gas bills, and things break down around here from time to time. The church can't afford $11,000. But God has moved upon the hearts of some of you here and some of you listening by radio. God has moved upon your heart to give to this work. And as you have given to this work, it has increased. The church allots a certain amount for radio. But over half of that $11,000 is coming from those out there in the radio audience that are listening and being blessed and touched as the Spirit of God, as the grace of God moves upon their heart and they give as the Lord moves upon them. And let me tell you this, as I stated, you can't outgive God and what you give to His work, it will come back to you pressed down, shaking together, and running over. We've run out of time. I've got a whole lot more to say as it pertains to giving to the work of God. We're going to deal with that a little bit more next week. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.